You're listening to The Kin Podcast, episode number 11. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host. Thanks for tuning in to The Kin Show, a podcast that celebrates our kindred spirits, a place where we explore parenting and spirituality, the true human experience, and the intricacies of faith. Today's episode is all about quotes. I mean, how long can you spend on the computer these days without bumping into a great quote? Not very long. That's because our social media feeds are overflowing with them, especially now that Instagram is all the rage. And, you know, they're getting more and more beautiful. Sometimes it doesn't even matter what it says. Sometimes the picture is just so well designed that you're like, that, I'm going to save this. Quotes are wonderful, though. They're bite-sized pieces of wisdom that, when we set on a beautiful background, leave us reaching for the share button. This is what I call quote porn. I'm not going to lie, I'm guilty of it. I post them, I share them, I love them. But today, I'm going to share five quotes that have actually changed my life. And I think they're not very well shared on Instagram or the rest of social media. So I think that you probably haven't heard them. So today, I'm going to share five in the hopes that maybe they change your life the way they changed mine. Let's see, what do you say? Let's do it. All right, listen, I have nothing against quotes. Quite the opposite. I love them. You know, sometimes you just find the right quote that makes you think, or even better, kind of reframes how badly you feel in a certain moment or with something that you're struggling with. You know, and that's me. I remember when I first read a quote about how many times Abraham Lincoln failed in his life before he became president of the United States. It kind of buoyed my spirit. I was like, I, maybe I shouldn't feel so bad about what I'm feeling at right now. And there are hundreds of thousands upon millions of quotes out there on the internet for anyone to find. But what separates a good quote from a bad quote? To me, a good quote is a kind that actually impacts my life, changes the way I think or see something. And a bad quote, I mean, it's not necessarily terrible. It's just a quote that I enjoyed reading and then moved on and then forgot about it completely. So... Good quotes. I mean, they're magical, aren't they? There are ones that actually make a difference. And they're the ones I'm going to share with you. I mean, they're the ones that took a deep dive inside my heart and kind of etched themselves and shook my heart to the very core. And that might sound corny, and it is, it is. But they are the quotes that have shaped me. And I think they're worth sharing. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you instructions on how you can share your favorite quotes with me because quote porn, let's do this. Um, I hope you enjoy them and I hope you'll share the quotes that change your life, right? So here we go. Here's the first quote that changed my life and it's by Dr. Maya Angelou. She wrote the following quote. I've learned you can tell a lot about a person by the way she handles these three things, a rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas tree lights. And like, ain't that the truth? You know, when I first came across this quote, I wasn't the kind of person you wanted to spend a bad day with. You know, getting angry or cranky was always available to me. I'm not 100% better about this. <laughs> but if you ask my family, they might even say that it was kind of like my go-to mood. I think nowadays it's more if I'm hungry, hangry. But in general... You know, the quote really made me rethink my attitude because she's right, isn't she? I mean, she's always right, first of all. 
you can tell a lot about a person how they deal with the small annoyances in life and the big annoyances of two, of course. After I read this quote, I wanted to change, you know, and change the way that I reacted to small things that happen in life. Now I really try to deal with things as, as they come and enjoy even the smallest opportunities to exercise my newfound, you know, serenity. Am I perfect? No, but I'm always trying and I feel much better for it. Not only that, but everybody around me as well. One of my favorite activities, for example, is letting angry drivers pass me on the road. Or, I mean, I think about it. If they really need to get where they're going so badly, I'll help them out. Go ahead. You know, why get road rage? It's just not helpful. Instead, I'd rather do them a favor. And keeping a gratitude journal really sped this process up. You know, I, I'm hardwired now. After, I've been doing gratitude jotting down three things that I'm grateful for since 2013. I mean, I don't do this daily, but I do it more often than I don't. I'll probably do it five out of seven days a week. Um, I really enjoy writing down three things I'm grateful for, and I definitely try to not focus them on, like, my family, my health, my sleep. <laughs> I really try to get specific. You know, today I'm really grateful that there are no children in the house while I'm recording this episode. That doesn't always happen, and I'm so grateful for this moment. But anyways, it's things like that that have helped me to realize that I want to be the kind of person that whether it's a rainy day, my luggage is lost, or the Christmas tree lights are totally tangled and annoying, that I am still in my place of serenity, that I can laugh about it that I can make light of the situation. And like I, you know, I talked about in episode number five, we don't make big problems out of small things. And that's something that I try to live by. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm passing it on, not just to my children, but to the people around me. Just keep things light. Serious things are serious. Some things are not. So thank you to Dr. Maya Angelou for giving that little of wisdom. All right, so the second quote is a little bit of a cheat because I have no idea who said it, who wrote it first. I'm just going to go with anonymous on this one because it could be anyone. Um, you know, I tried Googling it. It comes up all over the place, but I don't know where it comes from. So I'm going to share it with you because it really did change my life, but I guess it's not a proper quote. What else? This is quote number two. People say mean things. Not to make you feel bad, but to make themselves feel better. And again, ain't that the truth? You know, when I was growing up, I had a friend that would continuously kind of poke at me, poke at me, poke at me. And I didn't feel any kind of competitive nature toward her. I didn't feel anything except just like, stop. We're having a good time until you started poking, you know? And this friend of mine just needed to make kind of disparaging comments, things to try and put me down. And for some reason, I never really let it bother me that much because I think intuitively I understood that there had to be something in her, like it was a my friend's problem, not a Marcela problem. Um, you know, if I had had some role in it, I think I would have, that would have changed my perception of things. But because I was pretty clear that I was behaving pretty clearly and okay, that it had to be a friend problem, not a Marcela problem. I didn't really fully understand the full depth of why she was doing it. I never did. And I mean, this started when I was very, very young, you know, five years old. And I think it still happens to this day with this friend. I think I've just definitely put up a boundary, which I talked about in the last episode, episode 10. If you want to listen to that about boundaries, maybe that'll be helpful. But 
Anyway, this friend kind of still pokes at me from time to time when we run into each other. And I finally understood when I heard this quote that, you know, she's not trying to make me feel bad. She's just trying to make herself feel better. And that allowed me to view her with so much more compassion. Not only did it allow me to let things go, because I understood that it wasn't personal. You know, it wasn't about me at all. I could have been someone else and she still would have said the same thing. But it helped me to see that there was something in her that needed healing. So I was able to feel more compassionate towards her. I don't want to say pity, but maybe it started out as pity when I was very young. And now it's more compassion as the years have gone by to understand that when people say mean things, they're trying to make themselves feel better. And I wish them the best. And I can walk away not feeling insulted because I know that it's not about me at all. That really helped me to deal with difficult people on a different level and honestly go home and just dirt off my shoulder. I'd never even thought about it again. All right, so let's move on to quote number three. And this one is by someone pretty famous. His name is William Shakespeare. You heard of him? This is from a Hamlet, actually. And this is what Mr. Shakespeare has to say. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And again, truth, right? They say that one person's trash can be another person's treasure, right? And I believe the same goes for experiences and for anything, really. So let's take the rainy day from the Maya Angelou example. You might be so pissed that it's raining out and that you wanted to go for a walk. You might be pissed that it's raining out because you were going to have a photo shoot that day out in the golden hour, 5 p.m. light. But another person down the street might have just purchased rain boots for his kid and is really excited that it's raining so they get to go outside and splash about, make some Peppa Pig muddy puddles. You have no idea, you know, what other people are excited about even though you are pissed about it. So that's kind of how I feel about this quote, that there's nothing really good or bad. Just the way that we see it and the way that we frame things makes it either good or bad. We are the ones who throw a frame around everything that's happening, right? So just because you feel it's unacceptable that it's hot, somebody else might think it's amazing that it's hot right now. They might be coming from somewhere really cold like Minnesota and be so excited that it's 90 degrees in Nicaragua. But I'm sitting here recording this podcast, sweating, not a big fan of the heat, right? I'm excited to go to the States tomorrow because it's going to be a little chilly. I'm excited for that 75 degree weather. But, but I digress. A lot of the reason why I love this quote is because we spend so much time fighting reality. Our reality is just that reality. Things are happening. And when we judge them by either making them good or bad, we're rejecting them sometimes. Or we're praising them, right? The rainy day, you can either take it as a wonderful thing or a terrible thing, but you know what? It's not going to stop raining because you think so. So that's my take on the Shakespeare quote. I'm a big fan because it reminds me that reality is reality. And it would be insane to fight or reject reality. It just is what it is. Now, you can do things to change your situation sometimes. Go ahead and do it. Please be my guest. But, but otherwise, 
I'm a big fan of accepting what's going on, working with their circumstances, and not judging it one way or the other. All right, let's do the next quote. Quote number four. Quote number four is by Thomas Merton. And this is what Mr. Merton has to say. The beginning of love is the will to let those we love be perfectly themselves, the resolution not to twist them or to fit our own image. If in loving them we do not love what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflection of ourselves we find in them. And you know, you'd think this is easy, but it's not. To be honest with you, I didn't really understand this quote at all until I had kids. And once my children were born, and I loved them so unconditionally in just the way they are, whether they're crying or they're happy, whether they're mad and throwing tantrums, or they're happily, you know, playing with me, Hot Wheels cars or whatever it is that boys do all day. I love them just the same. And I never really wanted them to change. Like, clearly, nobody wants a tantrum in Target. In all full disclosure, I've never had that. I've never had a tantrum at the grocery store of any kind. So I know people talk about that a lot, though. That's like a thing, apparently. It hasn't happened to me, but I've had other, I don't want to say embarrassing, but very uncomfortable situations happen. (laughs) And they're not fun, but I still have never wanted to change my kids. Uh, I definitely have prayed for them, for God to guide them, for God to send them serenity if that's his will or whatever. But I've never wanted to change them for like me, you know, never wanted to change them to fit my agenda. And when I realized that after I had my kids, I realized that that's not how I loved everybody else. You know, I was like, holy crap, like I'm a really bad wife. (laughs) Um, And I'm not, I think. We'll ask JJ. But it did make me realize that I was not loving him unconditionally. I was not loving my friends unconditionally and so on. I was really wanting them to fit the mold that I wanted them to fit. And I was loving only the parts of them that were, like the quote says, kind of like mirroring me. And that is no bueno you know, no bueno. So for me, children in this case, I've said many times on the podcast that children really brought me closer to my faith and understanding God in as much as we can really. But you know what I'm saying? Like I finally clicked for me. I got it in a more substantial, practical way, what love truly means. Because thank God I have two healthy kids that we have a very strong bond And through them, I am learning how I'm supposed to love others as well. And so this quote by Thomas Merton, it just showed me that I have light years to go, right? I want to love my husband, my friends, my siblings, my parents, everybody around me. I want to love them exactly as they are. And that's really hard. But I know that through this quote, it reminds me that that's something that I'm still working toward. And I'm still working toward. And that it's a worthwhile effort to get there slowly, day by day by day. All right, all right. We are on our last quote for today's episode, and it is by Pima Chodron in the book, When Things Fall Apart, a book that I am currently reading and loving. 
so, so much. I'll probably do a full episode on it when I finish the book. But for now, here's a quote that I wanted to share with you. It goes like this. Only to the extent that we expose ourselves over and over to annihilation can that which is indestructible be found in us. Okay, I know that was kind of dark. Not kind of dark. That was pretty dark. I apologize. But I actually really like this quote of the whole book. This really stood out to me because it made a ton of sense. You know, only to the extent that we expose ourselves over and over to annihilation, really, to putting ourselves last, to difficult, very challenging circumstances, can that which is indestructible be found in us. And the bad times in life, I mean, nobody really wants to go through them. I'm not asking for any more bad times this year. Last year was a doozy. But to be honest, all the hard times in my life have made me who I am. Starting with something that I went through when I was turning 17, 16 turning 17 years old, that really marked me. But I want to say that without that happening, I would not be the Marcela that is doing this today. I would not be the mother that I am today. I would not be the wife that I am today, the friend that I am today. I would not be anything compared to who I am today if I hadn't gone through those four very, very difficult trying years because I stood up for myself. I stood up for myself for four years and it was really tough. But you know what? It made me who I am today. And I don't wish it upon anyone. But I understand why those, why those really complicated and difficult, challenging times happen. You know, I think I'm going to take that back. I don't understand why they happen. I understand the benefits that can spring from them. I don't know why that happened. And I don't know why the terrible things in life happen. But I do know that they make us stronger. And there is something to be, there's something to be said for that. And the more difficult things that I go through, that we all go through, the more you realize who you really are, who you truly are that nobody can take away from you. And that is something to be truly celebrated. All right, so that wraps up our episode today with five quotes that I adore, but that have also actually changed my life. Not like scroll, scroll, how nice, scroll, scroll, forgot about it, scroll, scroll. No, this was like, really moved me to my core. And that's why I thought it was worth sharing with you all. Now, ending this episode, you know, there are a few things that I have to say. First of all, thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you like these five quotes, but I'm really curious about quotes that have changed your life. So if you could hit me up on Instagram and just post your, you know, your favorite quotes, something that has really moved you, I would really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram at Kin the Studio. That's my handle on Instagram. So hit me up over there and we'll talk all things quotes. Now you can check out this episode's show notes over at kinpodcast.com and I'll post all the stuff that we that we covered here, the quotes and the books that they came from. From some of them came from books, some didn't. So I'll post all of that over at kinpodcast.com slash eleven. Now, a very special thank you always and always to my friend Mario Callejas for the music for this show. You can check him out on Spotify and listen to my favorite song, Yellow. Just search for Mario Callejas. He's the bomb.com. And, you know, I would love it if you could leave a review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. 
um, and help more people like you and people who might enjoy the show find it. So that would be super helpful. And if you could just share this with a friend, you know, take a screenshot of your phone when you're listening to the podcast and tag me in it. And I would love to hear from you. You know, I, it makes my day, year, decade to hear from you when you're listening to the show, what you're thinking about and all that stuff. And if you have any questions you want me to answer on the show, also send them my way. So thank you again for listening. I am ever, ever, ever so grateful for your time and attention. And as always, stay tuned for the next episode of Kin next week. This is Marcela signing out.